Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week we are joined by Gav Russell, one of the two Gavs that runs youdie.co.uk, a website built around their shared love for the Dark Souls games. Uh, Me and Gav have a delightful conversation. We both gush about the Chalice Dungeons for a while, so be sure to check that part out. Remember, if you would like to be on the show, send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at dguspodcast. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the episode. hungover guys talking about dark souls <laughs> to hang around to hang around well it's only it's only 10 in the morning over here so i'm uh and i have the possibility of going out and getting some beers in a couple of hours so i think my hang around might just turn into another i'm just gonna roll it up <laughs> just to roll it into the next one yeah just just keep stacking it up. yeah just keep stacking the damage you'll be fine yeah that's cool so yeah the king of karmic justice on your end and me just some hangover dude from england <laughs> Oh man! <clears throat> so, have you been playing a lot of Souls games lately? You've been playing a lot of Dark Souls Three, or are you you're done with it? Yeah, Dark Souls Three. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I've not. I thought I'd probably be playing it a lot more than I have been since finish. I mean, I completed it twice, so it's not like I've kind of did it once and walked away. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, The Witcher Three has pulled me back in more than I thought it would do, um, and I've kind of been sucked into that now. But yeah, me and Vader spent. I do about, plan to go back to Dark Souls. Me, me and Vader spent about an hour on the Dark Insight podcast last night talking about The Witcher because it's mm. both got our, it's got its hooks into both of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's deep. I mean, it's just constantly. What I mean, I download, I completed the story, and then I downloaded the first DLC. Um, but since that having installed, I'm still just walking around the old map, going, "Holy shit! I've not seen this entire area." And there's like a million quests that have sprung up from just wandering through this village. It's just the depth of that game is just insane I really don't know how that even gets it's, made it's overwhelming like if you look at that map and put on all of the icons like it's just it's like Assassin's it's like what Assassin's Creed wants to be like it's just full of icons but with interesting stuff in them <laughs> and yeah like every single one of them tends to mean something yeah, yeah. yeah. so let's just talk about The Witcher fuck it <laughs> 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 yeah, who cares about Dark Souls? That's old. Uh, well, so's The Witcher, I suppose. But yeah, um, fuck, fuck Dark Souls. Um, tell me about your first time playing a Souls game. How'd you, how'd you find um, out about it? Nightmare, really. It was. I remember reading about demons in Edge magazine. I don't know if you if you get that over there. I suppose it does travel the mm-hmm. world. Um, but yeah, I remember reading about it, and obviously, before knowing anything about these games. You or any game really, you you you're sucked into whatever the marketing tells you. So obviously, anyone now who's been playing Dark Souls for as long as people like you and I and everybody else has, you, you know that it, the old it's not that difficult thing or it's not impossible. It's just you're playing it wrong. But on the other side of that, when you don't know anything, you you believe that it's impossible. So I played Demon Souls going in thinking this has been designed to be impossible, and so when I hit a wall in 1-1 one, one and had no idea what to do I just thought oh yeah it, the marketing's right this is impossible and I'm not enjoying it and that was it so yeah I played it for about an hour um, I, I didn't even get to the boss uh, Just I think I got as far as the red-eyed knight up on the um, up on the rampart mm-hmm. you know the guy who's standing at the end of like a short bridge is he red-eyed or blue-eyed I can't remember well there, there's both in that same general area like you can you can go over and you can fuck yeah. around and get with the red knight and he's not good and the blue knight is not good either but he's a li- little bit less bad than the red so. <laughs> alright yeah it, no it's the red one yeah he's across that short little bridge and yeah he just I tried about two or three times and I just couldn't even hit him I thought what is this game what am I doing I just thought no this isn't for me and then that was it. I didn't even really give it a second thought. I'd borrowed it off my brother, so I hadn't spent any money on it. I just kind of gave it and back like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> this is rubbish. <laughs> um, and that was it. And then when Dark Souls came out, again, 
all the marketing was, you know, this is impossible. You know, it's a miserable experience. And obviously all of the, the chatter from the press was that it's excellent, but it's just impenetrable. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. And again, my brother bought it um, and I borrowed it off him. Um, got as far as... I don't even know how far I got. I unlocked one achievement, basically, on it. <laughs> well, that's, um, I think the first achievement like, is just yeah, lighting the bonfire, just... right? Like, in that first area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And I looked back earlier to try and remind myself, and I got that on Boxing Day uh, 2011. So I was obviously... I was probably hungover then as well, like <laughs> I am now. So uh, played Dark Souls, probably with a raging hangover on Boxing Day, and got to the first bonfire and just thought, what is this shit? I don't even understand. Again, I was like, okay, yeah confirmed it's impossible and it's miserable i don't even know how to equip a shield i can't understand the menu <laughs> it's just like no was there um and I, like were you hearing a lot I, of hype about it like is that what was kind of driving you to play it like were you were people telling you how great yeah, it yeah, is it was yeah. well there was no nobody i knew apart from a brother who who bought i mean he didn't even really get on with it either i think he only when i sort of got back into it uh recently well, i say recently now about 2013 when i actually played dark souls and got into it but so he he wasn't even really keen on it he just sort of bought into it and and bought the games because there was a lot of hype about it but nobody i really knew who also played games was playing them and shouting about them it was really just reading stuff in the press and obviously it was all nines and tens across Mm -hmm. the board so it's kind of hard to ignore a game like that um but but yeah as soon as i played it i was like yeah okay everyone's right this is miserable and i feel like i'm just being punished (laughs) Um, and I just I just walked away and that was it I didn't even give it a second thought I, I didn't even think I need to press on with this because I'm missing out I'd so bought into the whole you know prepare to die thing that I just thought no yeah okay it's not for me because I don't understand who can play these games and that was the end of it I just walked away I thought that's it me and Dark Souls are not meant to be and that sure, was it yeah so that's that, so, that, so that's, that's the end of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> uh, this has been Jeremy Greer. I'm your host. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> this has been a, this has been it's enjoyable. Been a, this will be the easiest yeah. podcast to edit ever. <laughs> Bye. It's been a brilliant seven minutes forty seconds. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah, that that essentially was it. But then, what happened? I don't really know what happened. I think yeah, I know what it was. A few years later. Um, there's uh, a UK website called Video Gamer, um, and they do they well they were doing like live streams of Dark Souls, uh, and the guy playing it had a bit of experience with it, so he kind of knew what to do, and he was fairly good at it. And the challenge was to play it with no armor, so the stream was called Pants Man. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, the I think Patty uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. CJ have talked about this on their podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's because I was a fan of the website at the time and sort of the videos they were producing, I ended up watching that just because I watched all of it. Um, and I saw them playing Dark Souls, and I thought, holy shit, this guy actually playing it and succeeding with no armor on. So it's not impossible then, surely? Because I, I genuinely did think it's not meant to be even completed, if that makes sense. Like when I first played it, I thought this isn't meant to be played for fun. It's just meant to be miserable. It was almost like a, a showcase of how hard something can be. But then seeing like the like the final level it, of a DDR game it, that like no human can do like it's going to yes. take some like impossible alien kid that can, that's the only one that can complete it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly. I thought it was almost like a, a brag by the developer of, of how punishing something can be. But then seeing somebody because back at, when I first played it in in 2011 when it when it first came out, I I didn't think to sort of look on youtube or or google it or anything i just hit that wall straight away and went no and that's it but this time around sort of just sort of stumbling across a video of someone playing it and succeeding at it and clearly enjoying themselves as well sort of made me reassess that oh you know maybe it isn't literally impossible and um i think at the time xbox live arcade were doing a sale on it for 4.99 okay I remember so that. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, oh shit, like five quid. Yeah, there's, there's no harm in downloading it for five quid. And then that was it. Straight in. <laughs> and that and was when the addiction there began. No, there was no stumbling block. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So, I mean, yeah, I lit the first bell on. I've got it right here in front of me. On, the, on Boxing Day 2011, I lit the first bonfire. But then I rang the first bell in June 2013. So two <laughs> years later. I wonder... I actually, uh, Kill the gargoyles. And I wonder if that's the longest period between <laughs> achievements in Dark Souls. Like, I'd love to know, right? I love that. Like, you know how uh, yeah, Sony shows you like the rarity of a trophy. Like, I want to see like the length of time yes, between the yeah. first trophy and the second one. 
that would be that would be good, yeah. Because I bet there's a lot of accounts that have just got that first achievement and, and nothing, nothing else. else. Yeah, yeah. But then equally, I bet there's I bet there's a lot with a big gap between, um, you know, the first one and then actually lighting the bell. And then a month later, I'd completed it. So I just got completely sucked in. I didn't do anything else other than play it, talk about it, read about it, watch it on the internet. Uh, that was the yeah. Start. You had that that whole like experience that a lot of us have where like it just becomes everything like it becomes the only video game that's what happened to me like all of a sudden like my yes, exactly all that. of my youtube channels were nothing but dark souls <laughs> like overnight like it was just literally yeah, the only media it. i was consuming yeah no exactly and it, it kind of introduced me to using youtube for that i mean i didn't think i don't think i used youtube for anything really back then i just like again it just wasn't something that i was asked about i didn't really i played games all the time but i didn't watch them i didn't watch other people play them so it kind of i mean i know there's loads of articles like dark souls save my marriage and all that stuff but it did genuinely change something in the way that i approach games and how much i consume them and you know constantly reading and and talking about this one game sort of allowed the whole hobby really to spread and become the same because now i use youtube every day for hours just sitting watching other people play games or on twitch or what was your um so it, it kind of changed what was your of corner of the internet that you were talking about dark souls on like wh- who were like were you on like some forum somewhere or like wh- what was your corner at no it was um at the at the exact same time because me and a friend of mine um gav weir who you know obviously you died mm-hmm. the website um we started that together he primarily does it all now he does the twitter and he he does most of the content on there because i kind of um run out of time to spend much time with it so kind of handed it over to him almost but he he was playing that at the same time he was watching those streams at the same time as me and we were texting each other saying huh this actually looks like it could be quite good fun and we literally both played downloaded it at the same time and then played it at the same time more or less pace for pace as well so he was kind of you know we were constantly sounding off on each other but basically most of our texts were going fuck this is ridiculous <laughs> um i think i was stuck on quaylag for about three days and i was just constantly texting him saying fuck this no nope, i'm done I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna delete it off my xbox i cannot stand it and then 10 minutes later there'd be a text that goes yes i've done it <laughs> but but so that was like really i didn't really get involved too much but then it, it kind of spread I think it was at Quaylag where I thought I need to somehow learn how to do this because I literally couldn't do it it's one of those bosses where it was a complete brick wall mm-hmm. for me um, and I thought I need it was kind of <laughs> it's almost ridiculous to think that I had no concept that people uploaded videos of them playing video games I, it, I literally was that sort of uh, naive to it and I kind of just googled you know like boss strategies and then it was like holy shit like an epiphany there's just a, a, like a landslide of videos um of people playing dark souls and sort of how to do it and then it led me to the wikis and it's all sort of expanded from there nice so in your first run like you yeah. were kind of stuck on quillog were you looking at the wikis a lot like were you trying to look up like how the fuck do i do this like what do i what, what can i possibly yes. be doing yeah yeah exactly that so i would just watch every single video that I could see of, of how to do it but then a lot of them aren't really helpful because you watch someone like EMB do it and it's almost like an unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> um, the way that you know he trounces some bosses is unreal really and like you know he just I think by then he, he'd rinsed the game obviously it was two years after it had come out so he was he was uploading like all the challenge runs and you know, you've, you've probably watched them as well where he's defeating the bosses under ludicrous circumstances mm-hmm. and then challenging obviously his viewers to do the same and sending their their accounts of it but so yeah it kind of doesn't help because i'd be watching thinking how the fuck are they doing this and not even getting hit i'm dying as soon as i walk through the fog gate so in some ways it didn't help because i'd be like why is everyone so good at this <laughs> but um <laughs> but it does allow you to see again it allows it lets you see the possibility but there is a way <clears throat> Yeah, it makes you realise there is a way to literally mm-hmm. do it with fists only if you that much of a masochist. So you think, oh, with like, you know, a full armour set and a sword and a, like a great club, surely I can do it. So yeah, it kind of spurs you on. Really, I mean, if you have a great club, you can do anything. That's true in Dark Souls and in most of my personal life as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You should got a bigger baseball bat than the other guy. You're probably going to win. Yeah, you can do anything. Um, like, so like you're texting back and forth with uh, Gav, and this is around the time that you guys are Mm. like, had you already started the You Died blog, or like, where where was where was the no? No. Okay, where was the genesis of that? The story there was. well, when we both finished Dark Souls and we're just completely, you know, like you said, it, it kind of spoils all the games in a way because you kind of left with it finished thinking, 
and you go back and play something more normal and you're just like oh this is you know you could go back and play like an incredibly deep rpg but it wouldn't feel as deep as what you'd just been involved with so it kind of spoiled things a little bit but it what that did is drive us to read just read about it constantly like even after we finished it we were still texting constantly reading about the law discovering that there was law because obviously i think the first time through for anybody you're not really picking up on the story you're just kind of surviving and and picking up little bits here and there probably. no I, i've talked about this but before like i the concept of reading item descriptions for lore like was totally alien to me like that that mechanism for delivering story i would go into the menu and like look at stuff and be like why is there so much text on this sword like i just want to see what the (laughs) stats are i don't what is this story about this guy i don't i don't i don't really know i don't care (laughs) yeah why is the why is there people's names in this thing and then why is there like three paragraphs (laughs) yeah Why do I need to know? Yeah, exactly. You don't. You don't even think about it. You just think, "Oh, that's a load of bollocks." Whatever that says, it doesn't mean anything. It's just you know somebody obviously had a quiet afternoon and <laughs> decided to write really long item descriptions. But so that kind of drove us to get yeah, you know delve in really deeply. And we we read a few pieces. Um, there was one that was on I think it was on Kotaku, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was about the Dark Soul achievement. I'm sure you'd have read it. It's where they go through the gate. I think Rich Stanton might have written it. I can't remember though, but he goes. He talks about how going through the game and clearing the game to get a hundred percent, and part of that is the fact that he then has to go around. I think he goes around and killing all the NPCs. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he talks about clearing out everybody. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. (laughs) Yeah, yes, yeah, and then it finished. The story finishes him with him. um, He goes to Solaire, I think, doesn't he? And I can't remember exactly what he does now. But basically, he gets the final achievement as he's like standing at the um, sunlight altar. Um, and it's just incredibly symbolic and this article it felt like the best book I'd read in years it was unreal and I just thought that's really what unlocked all the lore and the stories and the characters and and that's when I delved in even deeper that's when I went to the wiki and just read every page I was like there's a story behind everything here it's ridiculous and just sort of read everything I could so and you died the the blog came out of wanting to have a space to share our own experience with Dark Souls 2 which was just around the corner at this Mm -hmm. time um it wasn't called You Died at First. I think it, it was called Depths of the Abyss. I'd forgotten this, and Paddy reminded me the other day because he just knows more about me than I know about <laughs> myself. Um, <laughs> and um, so we started that so that we'd have like basically a place to dump all of our thoughts and impressions on Dark Souls 2. As it turned out, we were kind of a little bit lukewarm to Dark Souls 2, and we, we didn't really get a lot from it to talk about um, as much as I think we thought we would. So that's why the name eventually changed to still sort of honor dark souls but it's just general content now it's not strictly related just to dark souls but that's how that started it was it was definitely an offshoot of wanting to talk about the lore ourselves and and dig into these stories a bit better and have a place to do that interesting why didn't you get along with the dark souls Mm. 2 just out of curiosity well I did. You see, I did. I loved it. I actually, I loved it that much that halfway through playing it, I started a new build and was playing it consecutively between two different builds, trying to experience the game in different ways. So I kind of was playing it with one build, getting up to a certain point, and then switching to the other one, and getting up to a certain point. So like I was playing it twice in one go. Um, as soon as I finished it, went into New Game Plus. I played it. I just played it shit ton, and I did absolutely love it. But then after I finished it and kind of spent a lot of time with it. I was looking back on it and I just didn't feel that same I don't know, it's hard to sum up but I just didn't feel the same way that I felt about the first one, I wasn't left with these lasting impressions and I wasn't left with this story that fascinated me um, and over time I went back to it a couple of times and I was like Ooh, yeah, this doesn't feel right And I'd, but I'd go back to the original and I'd be like yes, this feels brilliant <laughs> this, this, just feels this is brilliant. what I'm looking for, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm looking for more of this yeah, this is my shit <laughs> yeah, more of this, not that yeah. one I mean, as it turns out, fast forward, I bought the Scholar of the First Sin. CJ was a massive influence in that because obviously you'll know that he was playing it and just blown away mm-hmm. by it. Um, so I, I kind of re-fell in love with Dark Souls 2 actually after Scholar because the DLC is incredible. Genuinely is incredible. Um, so yeah, I've kind of fell out with and then since made back up with Dark Souls 2. But we've had a rocky relationship. It's not been smooth. <laughs> But we get along okay now. <laughs> you sound like a, <laughs> you sound like you had a little, little bit of domestic abuse there. <laughs> like it sounds like, well, he hit me, but I, was, you know, yeah. it felt like a kiss. You know that old song. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> he's a good man deep mm-hmm. down, really. He's getting better. He's getting yeah, better. Sorry. Dark Souls Two is. 
Did you um like? Oh, yeah. I I kind of have a similar story to you. Like played demons like and literally the first forty five mm. minutes shut it down. Played dark and then had mm. kind of that same experience. Except I didn't wait two years. I waited about two weeks mm. and then picked it back up and. Um, but like, w- did you ever go back to demons and finally finish it out? And, and, and like, after you have some, did, some more yeah. souls experience yeah. under your belt? I did after bloodborne. Um, no, what was, yeah, after bloodborne, I went straight into scholar. And then once I'd finished scholar, I went straight into demons because it was kind of like, right, this is, you know, there's a massive hole in my sort of experience here that everyone else raves about. So surely it's worth a shot. And yeah, I put that in and that was obviously by then it, there was no, barrier anymore it wasn't like I was putting in and like oh am I going to like it I knew I was going to like it and just now was the time that I'd got to uh, actually crack on with it so yeah when I played that I think within two or three weeks I'd finished that as well incredible like everybody says no complaints about demons whatsoever. I'm kind of curious um, like I, I find that the the art style for demons kind of really really is, is, a, is a long lasting thing like like Bloodborne is obviously like hmm. 1080p like 22 mm. frames per second maybe sometimes but um but like it, it's a it's a gorgeous looking game <laughs> but like there's something about demons even though yeah. it's quote-unquote last gen like like just man it just looks beautiful like it mm. looks really really good i don't know if that's the level design or like the art yeah. style but did you find that as well going back it must be yeah absolutely there was not ever a point where i was like oh that looks really janky in fact there's more areas in bloodborne Dark Souls 2 and the original Dark Souls where you think, oh, Christ, <laughs> that looks a little bit rough. Um, but, well, probably not Bloodborne, that's probably a bit unfair. Certainly Dark Souls 2, I mean, Earth and Peak, hello. Let's just use the colour green and brown everywhere. And like and like baby shit green too, like not not a good colour, not yeah, like yeah, the green of a, of a nice forest, <laughs> but like, like just like puke green, yeah, yeah not good. It's like a, it's like an ill baby green. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good color. But uh, Demon Souls, yeah, exactly. It's, it just looks beautiful. It looks otherworldly, and it just looks, it's almost surreal. It just, it's just got a very different feel and vibe of its own. But yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how well that holds up because I don't think, I don't think the original Dark Souls Two will hold up as well as um, Demons does. Um, and possibly, I don't know about Dark Souls. It's hard to say because. Can't say a bad word about it, really, but yeah, Demon Souls certainly has got a strange. I don't think um, thing going on where it just still looks. Incredible. I think the console versions uh, of Dark Souls One probably won't hold up after a few years. Like it'll be like it'll be very obviously mm. kind of janky. <clears throat> obviously, with the PC yeah. version, like you can kind of upres it a bit, but that is a game that is like. I mean, that and Demon Souls, like we, we just got to get remasters of those games. <laughs> like, just do it. Just give them yeah, to me. It, it's has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the one consolation is the fact that Dark is now on uh, backwards compatibility, and it justifies the Xbox One being under the TV. <laughs> Which I do, I do like that console. That wasn't that was a bit of an unfair mm-hmm. dig, but I don't really use it a lot. But now I feel safe that if the, my PS3 blows up and Sony stop making them and landfill every PS3 everywhere and Xbox 360, at least now I've got a current machine that will play it. But um, it, yeah, they, they've got to do something to preserve that going forward. Because it'd be a worrying thing to think that in ten years' time you'd be struggling to find a machine that'll run it unless you do using a PC. Are you um you know this weekend is like that big uh like start over in Dark Souls one thing? Um, I don't know where that's a, I've seen it from Reddit, but I don't mm. know if that, I don't know where it comes from. Are you participating in any of that? Um, the, the weird thing is, I never really stop. With Dark Souls <laughs> that's a so good answer. The concept of yeah, the concept of starting over is like, what do you mean? I started over again last week just for the fun of it. Uh, you don't just, need you don't I, need like I an did. internet to thing to do this. Could... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Record Store Day or or like World Straight Edge Day. It's like I'm not Straight Edge by the way, but you know, obviously everybody who is like, you know, Straight Edge isn't a day. Record Store isn't a day. You know, start Dark Souls over isn't a day. I do it every week, <laughs> so I haven't made a point to restart it um, in line with that. But yeah, I started a recent playthrough. Just I wanted to see if I could get Sif to be my first boss. I, I thought I'm sure you can because there's no obstacles if you go through Dark Route. But the problem I found was that trying to climb up the ladder without killing the Hydra, he would shoot you off the ladder mm. and kill you instantly. Um, and at that point, you've got no resistance to it whatsoever. And then even trying to fight the Hydra, again, possible, but at that level, every shot's like a one-shot. Yeah, kill. you have to play so it perfectly throughout. I yeah. Kind of, yes, yeah. And I kind of I didn't sit down in the mood to try and ace it. I just wanted to sort of test myself to see if I can get to Sif. But then when I realized that I had to kill the Hydra, and every time I'd get to it, it'd kill me in one hit, 
I was like, yeah, okay, it's possible, but I'm not in <laughs> for this right now. So I kind of turned it off. But yeah, I mean, I start Dark Souls again all the time. Do you have like a favorite build that you always go back to in Dark Souls 1? Um, I tend to, if I'm doing something like like I did then, where I just I just start a new character for the fun of it, I tend to always lean towards decks in Dark Souls 1. I love how fast it can feel. Like if you really keep your equip load down um, and you use like a light armor, I just love how fast you can make a dex build feel. Um, so I kind of always lean to that if I'm if I'm playing it for fun. <laughs> it just, just feels good. Do, do you ever play it not for fun? <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> no, or, or do you mean like challenge runs or something? <clears throat> it just no. If, I, if I'm being forced to play, I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like someone, like like uh, like Gav is over there. Your buddy Gav is like over there with a gun to your head. You need to finish the article. Play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, fine then. It'll be a straight. Yeah, we're gonna go as slow as possible. <laughs> but no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, full havel from the start. Oof, God, that's so miserable. I hate. I I really just don't like heavy <laughs> armor at all in these games. Like I just I just don't use heavy yeah. armor at, at all. <clears throat> no, I can't stand it. I mean, you see, like you would sometimes get invaded by people who are slow rolling, and I just think, oh, there's so much you play. Yeah, game. what what are you doing? <laughs> I just think, yeah, you don't life. I just want to send them a message and say, look, life doesn't need to be like this for you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best hate mail I ever got it on Dark Souls so haters. It would be your life can be different, friend. Your life can be different. <laughs> yeah, just let's talk about equip load. <laughs> yeah, gotta be fast. Gotta be. This is why I probably love Bloodborne as much as I did because it just I, I loved. I know some people kind of wrestled a bit with how the combat felt differently and uh, the move set and the quick step and all the rest of it, but. It just, yeah, I just flew straight into that with no problems whatsoever. I went back to Bloodborne recently, um, helping a friend get the uh, Platinum, and um, boy, is that game fun. Mm. Like, I had kind of forgotten. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it had been a while yeah. since the DLC, and mm. obviously Dark Souls 3 has come out, and, like, other games have consumed my time. But, man, yeah. going back and just the speed of the combat and the all the weapons are just so fucking mm. cool. Like, they're just, like, fun to, like, they got weird combos. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's probably my, it's my favorite, probably of all, of all the Souls games. I mean, I know it's not technically a Souls game, but you know, we all know it is really. Oh, it's definitely a Souls it's game. Probably, yeah. It's probably up there, my favorite. Yeah, it just, it just feels so good, and obviously the, the story and the, the world and the environments just, it just does strange things to me. I'll like, I'll just be sitting there at work, and I'll think about the beach where you fight. Um, the orphan of Cos and I'll just sort of glaze over <laughs> think about the music and I'll be like holy shit and then I'll realise like an hour's passed <laughs> so yeah it's um, it's got a hold over me that game has like nothing specifically else that fight um, when the music changes and comes in at, for the second phase mm. when uh, it, that dude sprouts wings mm. or whatever weird things are coming out of his back <clears throat> man that, that second phase music <laughs> and it does that cool like fade out and then the dude like transforms and then all of a sudden it comes back just like screaming at yeah. you oh my god it's so good like i i really wish um, yeah, that the scream that he lets out when he transforms just nightmare <laughs> no because it's like it starts like a like a shriek and it turns into like a weird laugh and then a howl i just was in awe i was like oh my god i full body goosebumps i was like this is the best game i've ever played <laughs> <laughs> I was uh I woke up super early the day the DLC came out and um like finished all mm. of it and um like I woke up so early my wife was still asleep so I had headphones on and uh man going through those areas specifically the DLC but all of Bloodborne with headphones um is just mm. like it's yeah. creepy it's like watching your favorite horror movie but you have or it's like watching a super scary yeah. horror movie like you keep looking over your shoulder like the atmosphere mm. of that game just it just oozes yeah. out of it yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Like the um, the um, what's the area in the DLC? The um, like the research hall, mm-hmm. and then obviously through there to Maria, and then out the. Sorry, spoilers to anybody who's not played. Oh, feel, yeah, feel, I suppose you're in the wrong place. I, I don't know, know why you would be here. Go play Bloodborne. Turn this podcast off. Go play Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and play it now, and then see me after class. Um, but yeah, through, through the clock, like through the back of the clock face sundial thing, and then into the fishing village. Just that whole run. And there's just the sense of what it's building to. And you don't quite know what it's building to, obviously. You don't know you're going to finally meet Cos and, and sort of the aftermath of that encounter. But just the weight of what... Up through the research hall and, you know, out the back of the clock and into this village, you're like, where is this going? But it just feels like hands around your neck 
you know, sort of, and the tension, oh, it's just unreal. It is genuinely, I don't know, something else that game is. It really is. It's, it's, you know, there's something to be said for um, having, like, a one-and-done. Like, and I'm, I'm sure eventually we're going to hear about a Bloodborne mm-hmm. too. Like, I'm kind of crossing my fingers that there'll be a teensy announcement about it this week in the E3. Um, mm-hmm. I usually don't date this podcast so bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's probably not going to come out, like, in eight months, and people will <laughs> be like, what the fuck are you talking about, E3? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll probably have Yeah, exactly. I'm probably playing Bloodborne 2 like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's something to be said for like the story being kind of enclosed in and of itself. Like, and I felt like that way with Dark Souls One, yeah. and then Dark Souls Two came along and kind of changed it. And now Dark Souls Three has come mm-hmm. in, and I'm like, okay, 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 I get it, I get it. I don't, I'm good. Yeah. I got all of the, the, yeah, I'm good. But like Bloodborne, there's something there that like I just, yeah. I want, I want more of. But I don't actually want more of it. Yeah, like I just yeah. want, well, want more of it. If that makes sense. <clears throat> Yes, that that is exactly my position on it. It's I'm fifty fifty down the middle of it. Like they did such a, an incredible job with it that why wouldn't I want to see more? But then at the same time, I'd rather they just make another game with similar mechanics but call it something else and take it off in a slightly different direction because that story is just so complete, like so perfect. You know, just that final boss to square. I mean, it's not everybody's final boss probably because it depends on when you do the DLC. But for me, it was the the absolute final boss. Um, on the beach with the orphan, just you know, because you'd only heard Cos's name mentioned in the fight with um, Mika Lash, oh, Cagehead, I can't remember his name, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for months, everyone was kind of like, What's Cos and what's it mean? And then to, to meet it and see it and understand what it meant, yeah, it just so perfectly puts a stamp on it and closes the loop. Well, um, and, and that great and concept of this end, like unknowable you know. god like washing up dead on the beach, like mm. that, that, that thing, yeah. like that, that idea is just so creepy and weird like it's like i don't know it just freaks yes. me out like just like it's just scary like i don't want to i don't want to find a dead guy on a beach somewhere the... i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want to live that life i don't want to wander onto like i don't know say if i go to bournemouth or something for the weekend with the kids i don't want to walk out onto the beach with an ice cream in hand and there's a like a white flaccid god washed up on the beach <laughs> yeah, I was just, like I'm just sitting here, picture trying to explain to your kids, like, "Daddy, what's that?" Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to. We're, I mean, let's let's just go, let's just go home. We got to get out of here. Yeah, we just need to. <laughs> I saw this in a video game once, and it did not end well. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, hold on. I've been here before. Let's go. We don't want to do this. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I'd love more. Who wouldn't? But it feels like yeah, complete. Then let's just leave it there. Be a shame if I think to maybe taint it. Possibly, I, d- I can't imagine they'd screw it up. But then you don't. Know well, I think, um, and I've, I've said this before on, I think even on this podcast. But like my my perfect Bloodborne sequel would be the same kind of weapon trick system, the same combat, um, but mm. with totally different gods, with totally different like factions mm. within the world. A totally because there's probably going to be a church, but yes. totally different churches, like totally different NPCs, and very yeah. little callback to the actual world of Yarnum and yeah. you know the the remove chalices and Kai's like maybe a couple yeah. of references here and there mm. but like just totally totally separate but with yes. that same kind of combat system <clears throat> yeah yeah I would yeah definitely that could work that would because I think the only thing that worries me is the, the tainting of the, the perfect story they've told really which is most people probably think you know the story's probably a load of old bollocks because it's not it's from some so it's not exactly on the surface and easy to read but yeah, to me it was it was perfect, perfectly told. To me, well. it's the most conclusive of any of their games. Like it's the most like it's the most story game yeah. if that makes any sense at all. Like it's the game that you can look at and go, okay, this yeah. happened and then this happened and then this happened and this happened over here and we're not quite sure how or why, but it happened. We know it happened, but, but like you can actually kind of draw yeah. straight yeah. lines through yeah. it, and I, I think that's really good. Exactly, yeah. And you meet and kill for the most part. You know, almost all of the principal characters mm-hmm. in it. There's, there's not many question marks really left. There are, like you say, it's more about the timeline. Don't quite understand like what the the order that things happened in. But by the end of the DLC, you've met everybody. You've met Maria, and you've seen Cos, and you've fought the weird shit that crawled out of it, and you've like rebattled Lawrence, and it's just crazy. You meet and kill everybody. So, like you say, it is the most on the surface and closed loop of all the games. And then the DLC comes along and answers questions you didn't even know you had, like where does the doll come from, and you yeah. know what happened to German, and those yes. kind of things. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Also, maybe the best in boss of all of the Souls games. Um, like 
fighting German, even before the DLC came out, I, yeah. I thought was like the perfect end boss ever. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, definitely. Did you um, did you go all the way through the chalices and fight the queen oh, yeah. at the end? I am um, I am a known chalice yeah, yeah. defender and apologizer. <laughs> <laughs> me and um uh <laughs> gary butterfield from the bonfire side chat podcast uh they did a, we're doing a charity stream yeah. and like at the in the middle of the night mm. me and him um he played bloodborne and i helped him go through the chalice dungeons which he was playing for the podcast and kind of defended like we had like a, mm. the great chalice debate <laughs> so i'm actually i'm actually quite <laughs> fond of the chalices like i, I really like them i think they're a really good mm. idea i think they're definitely have yeah. problems and they could be a lot better but i i I actually really enjoy yeah. them. I like the concept. I wish they. I wish we had chalices in Dark Souls Three. I think that's a much better fit for chalices in the in the Souls yeah. world than it is Bloodborne. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love them as well. I didn't, like I say, probably lacking in imagination in some mm-hmm. parts, lacking in a bit of inspiration here and there because there is a bit of copy paste. But in general, yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea, and it's a shame it wasn't really expanded on the DLC. It's almost like they were like, hmm, that didn't quite work. Yeah, and it. that's. Um, and sort of didn't expand and, on it because you think that'd be perfect deal. Oh yeah, I mean just um, more tile sets, more there. interesting layouts, more yeah. more weapons, more variety of enemies. Like that's just like a perfect like just put anything yeah. down there. It doesn't even have to fit in the game. And they did that to yeah. an extent. Like there's enemies in, the, in down there that you never see in the main game that are awesome. Like that yeah. screaming dude with the axe that comes after you is, or dude, the guy carrying the doll. Oh, like shit, that dude yeah. is just fucking weird. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah, there's tons of unique bosses down there. It's crazy that there's like huge Bloodborne or, or Souls games fans that maybe were put off by the chalices, and I just want to shake them and go, there's so much you haven't seen. <laughs> because it's incredible what's down Like, And the, the, the final boss of that, with it being the, like the queen and fighting her with a pregnant stomach and covered in blood and screaming. Oh, man, that's a creepy-ass fight. Did you get into doing uh, like yeah, root chalices so too? Like doing the custom... like. Um... I don't really know what the word I'm looking for. You, no. you didn't do like any like yeah, I got I got pretty big into that for a little while. Like I would do the cursed, rotted, defiled <laughs> chalices, <laughs> and then like create them, and then try oh, to man. see what I could find down there. Like it was those those get real interesting. When, no, I never did. Yeah, that, when you get no. you start getting into the custom stuff, you get into some weird situations. We've I've seen um like uh, the undead giants just like chilling <laughs> like two or three in a room and you're like what is this this is impossible that's <laughs> yeah, fun no I'm not, that's actually kind of inspired me to do that though because when once i'd killed um like the final boss of the chalices and, and got the platinum that's where I'd, I'd got everything else and then the platinum trophy popped when i did that so it was kind of like i sit back in the chair and be like <sighs> um and then i kind of Whenever I went back to Bloodborne, then uh, I just sort of played through the story again. But yeah, you've kind of inspired me actually to maybe mix up with some of those root chalices and just experience some. some yeah, shit. it's it's fun. Cool. Um, it's it's fun trying to find like the weirdest stuff that you can. Um, Illusory Wild did like did a bunch mm. of chalice diving to try to find like broken chalices, and he found stuff that like ladders that go nowhere, <laughs> like rooms without walls, oh, like shit, all kinds of weird stuff that gets it gets down there. But then you find like some really neat stuff too and you can find um like all the mm. all the like high-end version of the runes. So like my my chalice diver mm. character has like all of the um health runes, so I can just get like 40% extra health <laughs> if you equip all of them at once. Yeah, oh, it's sure. crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I remember watching um, German Spies playthrough of the DLC and he he played he used a character on that that he'd used a, he'd done a lot of chalice farming on and his damage output was just insane oh, yeah. because he'd got all these like high end damage runes equipped and he was just like fucking rinsing everything because his character was just like ridiculously overpowered so yeah it's, it's unreal what you can get down it, there really it, it, and it's so much fun like way. it's it, and like even with mm. that high damage output um like going down to the chalices is still really, really difficult. I walked through the DLC with my chalice diver character. Mm. Like I just literally, I don't think I died until uh, the fishing hamlet. Like I just walked through it. I had a really good time with it, but like, did you? I died. I died straight. Away. <laughs> no, like I just, <laughs> I died on that first enemy. You know, the first hunter you meet. I just got killed. Straight I remember away. like reading chat and um, not chat, but like uh, whatever form or IRC I was on, and people were like, "Oh my god, this first hunter NPC! I can't believe he responds!" And I'm like, "I killed him in two hits. What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> Took me about two hours. <laughs> I I used a character who was kind of I'd I'd made a character ready, like a like a real nerd. <laughs> Just a, like built a character and sort of ran through the game. Uh, completed it and like plus 10 all my shit and just sort of got ready and then left that character waiting for the DLC so they were at the right level for it but 
I was just on that borderline, so it kind of it kind of gave me a real hard time. But I, I enjoyed that. It was good for it to feel like end game rather than feel over level for it. So yeah, it provided itself a new challenge by me being not quite ready for it. But uh, I know that tripped a few people up, a few friends on Twitter and, and Gav as well. Again, he, his character was lower leveled, um, and it was like a real wall for some people because you know those normal enemies will kill you in two hits if you're not quite got your health bar where it should mm-hmm. be. So it's. Um, yeah, they made that really difficult, which is quite good. So let's let's chat about Dark Souls Three. Yes. I um yes. one of my favorite talking points is how terrible the marketing for Dark Souls Three is and continues to be and was at oh the time. Like, were you big into yeah. following that? Were you trying to ignore it? Like, where, where were you at coming like the first few months before Dark Souls Three was released? Yeah, I didn't I didn't really seek anything out because I was wary of things getting spoiled. I hadn't seen hardly any gameplay really. I've seen a couple of bits but I tried to avoid it but yeah it's hard to avoid like all the chicken and, all these things. <laughs> and then like Yorkshire tea getting involved I don't really understand what happened there and then there's awful t-shirts I mean they were just on another level um, like using like bastardising slogans from the game saying them in ways that no one says them just completely missing the mark and slapping it across a t-shirt just yeah it was <laughs> it was awful it was quite funny to watch. It was like a total car crash. It, 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 it was but. quite funny, and I just, but also sad because it was my favorite gaming franchise. Like It's like my favorite game series in the world yes. is being run into the ground in front of my eyes, and I was like, this must be what it feels like to be a Call of Duty player. Like Now I get it. Now I get why people are mad on the internet about <laughs> Call of Duty all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's baffling, really, how they kind of don't really know what they've got there. You know, they obviously don't really know how to talk about that game. Probably. They really don't, and or, it's or what to do with it, or how to try. And, I, and I've it. said this before, but like, you wanna you wanna do some Dark Souls merchandising and do like, like T-shirts. That's fine. Like, it's pretty easy to make a decent Dark Souls mm-hmm. T-shirt. Um, that Carson Druitt guy, which mm-hmm. I think they finally got him to do some shirts for him. Like, he does great stuff. Like, he just makes the characters. That's all you need. But like, hey, hey, Namco, mm-hmm. just make Dark Souls amiibos. <laughs> like. <clears throat> This isn't this isn't complicated. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. just make a little tiny solaire yeah, and you will no. sell a million of them. I'm serious. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, would yeah. buy one. Yeah. Everybody would buy one. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they're just trying to expand that audience to to places where it's not going to go naturally because just because you've got a shitty T-shirt with some awful slogan on it, I don't think that's going to grab anybody who isn't interested already. Like that's not going to be the pull. It will be just they'll be they'll be ready for the game or not. And I don't think Chicken Wings is going to change anybody's mind, but for some reason they think it will do. I don't know. It's and they did it like. And the the worst part about all of this is, um, like, I followed them pretty closely up to, until the launch of Dark Souls Two, and they did it there too. Like, it's mm. like they they they, mm. they took the wrong lessons from Dark Souls Two. Like they they were like, oh yeah, that worked great. Like we did all these horrible like, you know, <laughs> street fashion bullshit. <laughs> like they released a, a hoodie. Yeah, this has yeah. Dark Souls 2 in a font that is ugly as sin, and the A looks like a V, so it's like Divert yeah. Souls 2. And <laughs> like I'm like, who, who is buying this bullshit? Anyway, yeah. Anyway. yeah. The game itself ended up being super good, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was pretty blown away by it. I was one of those scumbags who waded through the Japanese Xbox store and um, downloaded That's it right. Early. You did play it early. Yeah. I remember being very mad at you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't spoil anything. You, you were, boy. yeah. I posted mm-hmm. a screenshot of the title mm-hmm. screen, um, and I said, you know, this is all I'm going to say. But oh my god! <laughs> and then I played it. I mean, um, I had a few people sort of DMing me. CJ was contacting me saying, "Don't say anything, but is it good?" <laughs> and I just replied back saying, "It's good." <laughs> um, so yeah, I sort of I'd, I'd finished that before it it came out properly. Um, but that look, I remember talking to Paddy about. Um, because we were, we were talking on a, in like a big group DM about other things as well, but then this Dark Souls, people playing it early thing came up, because it was bothering a lot of people, and understandably, you know, I, I get why the, pro- the I get why people have the problems with, say, all the Twitch streamers getting it so early and streaming it and basically exposing the game to hundreds of thousands of people when the fans of it were kind of cowering, trying to not look. Um, it's difficult, and I can understand why that pissed people off. Um but, but Paddy said to me that he would hate because I was saying about how it's been incredible to play it fully offline because obviously mm-hmm. the servers weren't on, so no um, summoning assists, no floor messages, no wiki because you know it, that hadn't had time to be sort of nurtured and built yet. Um, so all of these little comfort blankets that 
have usually had when playing a Souls game. Even when you're playing at release, the wiki's kind of got a bit of content to it, and you know there are already a few videos out there of where to go and what to do, and there are people, the servers are up, so you've got the messages and everything like that. Um, yeah, Paddy was saying he wouldn't like to play it like that. He, could, he couldn't imagine that. It's like such a big part of the experience, the community and the floor messages, but... I hadn't really thought about it, but after I'd completed it and sort of sat back, I thought that was that was incredible to play mm-hmm. it like that, to be truly blind. Because Dark Souls Two and Bloodborne, to even with the best will in the world, I'd eventually Google something if I'd lost my way or if I was particularly like bashing my head against a boss. I'd eventually just think, oh, you know what, the answer is out there. So sod it. I'm just going to look. And I had the strategy guides for both Two and Bloodborne sort of delivered alongside the game or, or close to it anyway. So there was always that temptation to sort of you know find the right page and have a quick look about what to do or how to equip something to get the best out of it but with three completely blind like truly not a single thing in the world and doing that completely solo and also not being able to talk about it was strangely like exhilarating as well because it just felt so personal and unique um and kind of naughty as well (laughs) kind of naughty as well (laughs) what um how much did you like obviously you finished the game like looking back now how much did you miss like did you find the optional weird areas like did you do all the endings like did you like, find any of that stuff without the wikis or did you just kind of I missed um, I missed what did I miss I missed untended gra- oh, we are up to absolutely yeah I do a spoiler warning at the beginning I got saved whatever yeah yeah, um, so I missed Untended Graves. I missed, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit, like uh, all the stuff with Dark Fire Link, where you, I take it you're all good. Of course, you've mm-hmm. planned it, so you, you've seen everything. Um, obviously, Dark Fire Link, where you find the Firekeeper's Eyes, all the little nuggets like that. I don't think I've missed anything major because once I knew what that was at the final boss, I kind of put the brakes on. I was like, right, I'm going to go down every other corridor. I'm going to try and find everything. I mean, I think I spent most of my time, you know. Um, at Anolondo, you can look over from the Anolondo bonfire and you look over to the left and there's mm-hmm. a tower there and it's where one of the Covenants is and there's a bonfire there. Oh man, I spent hours trying to get to that bonfire because obviously you walk across an invisible mm-hmm. path which when the servers are up, every time I've been past there now there's always a floor yeah. message there to give you a hint but obviously without any servers I was just standing <laughs> on the edge looking over at this bonfire like... How the fuck? And I was like, I'd run around the street level, like looking up, constantly getting the binoculars out. A good two hours, I think. And then I went back up, got the binoculars out to have another look across, accidentally rolled and rolled out and walked onto the <laughs> invisible path. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. But um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I missed anything major because I made a point. Real, of, real quick, um, do you know what the most disappointing just... thing about that invisible walkway is? It has walls. You can't fall off of it. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. No um, I I, tried, I'm trying to think. But... Uh, I think it was a loser wall actually told me that on on Twitter. He tweeted that I should say. Um, and yeah, I went back and looked at it, and like you can't can't fall off of it. And I was like, and like when I when I went across it, I have a weird thing with heights. Like in real life, I have mm. a weird thing with heights, and usually video games don't trigger yeah. it. But there's something about invisible walkways and Dark Souls that always triggers my height reflex. So I'm like inching with the yeah. controller and like dropping prism stones every t- like two two centimeters from one another <laughs> like just like inching across and, and my hands sweating because my hype thing is is tripping me out and like to find that there was no danger whatsoever i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me really <laughs> that, that is actually a bit yeah. disappointing yeah it's a shame that that's that's the case i mean i never tested that theory because i just i was terrified of even though there's a bonfire right behind you just the concept yeah. you don't want to die because you know you want to try and get it right but uh, that's, that's a bit of a shame I wish there'd been invisible walls in uh, the crystal caves that <laughs> yeah nice. seriously trying to get that blue slab yeah. jesus christ <laughs> yeah. um, but no nothing major I don't think that I missed looking back um, I think on my first run I missed Arts Dragon Peak because that's quite difficult to get that right I would think I mean I'm sure there are people who did discover that naturally but I obviously get in the I got the um, I got the mm-hmm. gesture and I thought that's obviously significant um, but I didn't I wouldn't have put that together I when I went through I uh, the myself. dungeon I saw like the dudes like chilling there at that um, at that little thing looking out at, on the, mm. to the peak or whatever and um, yeah. there was a message and it mm. just said try gesture and it had the gesture like attached to it of some uh-huh. dude like sitting in that pose and I was like well I know what I'm doing when I'm coming back here yeah. <laughs> and sure enough it just worked <laughs> yeah yeah that's very obscure I think if you don't 
if you've not got anyone sort of giving you that, like a little pointer. Um, but what an incredible area to just took away as a secret like that. I mean, that is not, that is not an insubstantial area by any means. I mean, story implications and the actual place itself. So I love the fact that they are willing to just tuck something like that away, something so huge. And, and I really, and really like that Wyvern boss fight. Like, I think that's a like a puzzle boss done, and it's not really a puzzle boss because it, mm. the game kind of leads you to it. But like, I, I just really enjoyed like mm. uh, running through the area like a madman, like trying to get through without dying. And, yeah. Because the snake dudes were way too hard to like kill on the way there. I mean, you can do it, but like, yeah. Jesus Christ, mm. that takes forever. And you know, just to die at the end with that one guy that has like the the axe on a chain or whatever like that dude fuck that guy oh yeah fuck, fuck that guy forever yeah but then that like <laughs> but yeah no I thought that was great it was like a platformer or something like for, for 10 minutes yeah and then that last scene like the last time I went through Arch Dragon Peak um, for the people at home that may not know like you fall off this edge and you you know do a plunging attack and you stab this giant wyvern in the head and it's just like the most metal thing yeah. that has ever been and the last time I did it, I just, like, ridiculous. turned off the HUD entirely so that I could get, like, just just yeah. the, just the game. <laughs> 100% full experience. I might have to do that and, and capture it and then, like, put it on YouTube and set it to Slayer or something just so I can come back and watch it every now and then and just get a full hit of stabbing a dragon in the head with, like, raining blood play. I have, um, I did the good. hollow ending for my first run, um, and yeah. I... <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I didn't really I knew the ending was coming but like I just was like wearing my normal like like fashion soul stuff and uh, it just ended up being like the coolest looking ending with like what I was wearing at the time so I have it up on YouTube but it's like it's a private video so like nobody can like because at the time yeah. I didn't want to like put one of the endings on YouTube or like a jackass but uh yeah, yeah right. so every once in a while I go back and click on that and I'm like yeah that's fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> I've not got. Um, I've, I've had the same ending twice because both times I've gone through, I've been a little bit. Obviously, the first time I was completely unaware of mm-hmm. everything, um, so I just got the kind of the standard sit down at the bonfire, fade to black ending, um, and I did the same for the second time I ran through it as well. I wasn't really trying for different endings. I think I, I think that's what my next challenge is going to be. I want to see because I've not actually seen any of the. I know there are others, and I know what they are really. I know what they consist of generally, but mm-hmm. I've not watched them. So I'm going to. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. After I finish with The Witcher, I'm going to try and run back through it because I, I want to get platinum. Although watching you outside, from an outside perspective, getting the platinum and all those plus, plus one, plus uh, two rings, I don't know. That looks yeah, it's, um, you know, it's actually it's not stressful um, because it, is, it was just the two mm. things. It's you know, killing the nameless uh, king on New Game Plus Plus is an experience. But um, I had a buddy on Twitter yeah, who is yeah. who's been on this podcast before, who came in with like a glass cannon sorcerer and was just shooting crystal soul spears and knocking out like a quarter yeah. of his health at a time. Like it was fucking awesome. Um, but like grinding for the <laughs> PvP items, like I don't know, man. Like I don't like grinding in games. Um, and if it if a game requires mm. me to do it, I usually like balk at it and I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'm not gonna do this. I'll just not play the game. Mm. But uh, for whatever reason, I enjoy yeah. Dark Souls. So I just chilled out on the couch and like. Put a couple podcasts on and just like zend out. Mm. <laughs> it's killed uh, probably like yeah, eight hundred yeah. silver knights right there at the Orlando bonfire <laughs> to getting the stupid ears to drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's that's the one covenant that I had absolutely no success with at all in terms of getting pulled in to defend. So I don't. Yeah, I think trying to get that um, those uh, ear trophies or whatever they are. I think getting that legitimately that would be really difficult because I just didn't I don't know I'm sure there's an optimum level for being in that area where you'll get pulled in a lot with the opportunity to get them but I had that equipped for a long time I think I got pulled in twice uh, whereas when I was doing the um, the what's it covenant the new forest hunters the, um, I can't remember wolf the name now, the wolf yeah. blood covenant um, yeah um, I was just it was constant there it was unreal like I couldn't do anything else. It would I'd fade back into my own world, and within seconds I would be pulled back into another game. And I spent a good, must be four or five hours over a couple of evenings just being summoned in as a blue. It was just unreal how active that was. But yeah, other ones in the game, I just didn't have. Any See, I had um, the only one that really worked for me it was the Audric Covenant. Like that was the one when I, when I found it, right. I'd like just instant, constant summons. Like I could, I, and still, like I can, yeah. I can load that character up and just like within two seconds of me loading the character and getting into the world, like, it just summons me out. But the yeah. I wore the yeah. the Wolfbro badge, 
when I was grinding for that mm. right there at that bonfire and got summoned twice over yeah. about five hours and then really that's my yeah, I remember you it, saying it, this on the one with the illusion yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was listening to that thinking that's mad because I was it, it got to the point where I was like this is just weird <laughs> it felt almost broken it's just like literally constantly summoned in I couldn't walk two steps without being pulled it's, into it definitely else, seems so. like uh, so from just doesn't have their networking chops like they just they're just not there's something missing with yeah. that and uh, Illusory had like on that podcast yeah. that you listened to he had some good ideas about why that could be mm-hmm. and then um, have you heard about this trick mm-hmm. that Steam people are doing like people on PC are doing so they you can create a and I, I'm not much of a PC gamer so if I get some of these terms wrong please send me hate mail mm-hmm. listeners please I love it um, <laughs> but you can create a uh, like a family account and then you can like right create this like account sharing thing so that they have access to your games and you load up the game and you're in from the shared profile and people say like instant summons whereas on their main profile no summons oh, whatsoever and i'm like <laughs> and i've heard yeah, several definitely points to the fact yeah, that something weird is happening something quite not right there yeah 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 i think they, there's something lacking in in that aspect of i mean my god trying to summon each other in bloodborne before they've made the changes with the, um, uh, I mean, even the password matching. When you're trying to summon in a chalice dungeon, at least the last time we tried to do it, God, that was a process. And also the fact that what you do in one dungeon isn't reflected in another. So if you're going through together, um, you have to sort of do every area twice, which was a bit of a burden. But uh, yeah, there's usually something not quite right with the networking. But but then saying that, I mean, you look at what effectively they do manage to do and the, the way they've paved. The play the way with some of the ideas of invading and summoning and all the rest of it. I mean, it's amazing that more games don't do that really now. It really is like, and it's it's, it's pretty, kind of yeah. astonishing to me that nobody has just copied it wholesale. Like for as much as the game industry cribs mm. from other games, like one Batman game, and mm. we're stuck with fucking Batman combat for like eighteen other action RPGs. But like, nobody wants yeah. to use yeah. a red orb in their game. Come on, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Watch Dogs had a thing. Similar to that, I don't know if you played Watch Dogs. No, I, I didn't. I, did, I, I played it for like thirty minutes much. and was like, yeah, I don't want to play this. Yeah, See, for some reason, I must have been feeling like putting myself through something. I don't know why, but I played the whole thing. I didn't mind it that much. It was just a very nothing mm-hmm. experience. There's, there was nothing to take away from it at all. But that did the invasion thing. It was shit. It, they kind of. It, but that's the only game I can think of that has allowed you to jump into someone else's game and try and wreck their day. Um, but I can't think of anything else that doesn't do it and you'd think more would like you say everyone cribs from other things that aren't as impressive really I mean Batman's combat's great but it's not like you know something that everybody should steal whereas I think the invasion system is incredible really and I know some people hate it you see a lot of people moaning online about oh I can't stand being invaded I just think yeah well I love invading you <laughs> winding you up so. yeah that's great yeah I wish um like obviously we, we haven't actually talked about it so you obviously get into the pvp scene quite a bit like was that back all the way back from dark souls one yeah, or is, yeah. was that something new with one of the no it it only really started with bloodborne to be honest with you i didn't i didn't do any of it in dark souls originally i have done since since like going back to it and just playing it to to relax which at one point would have seemed crazy that you can do that but I do a little bit in Dark Souls now um but it was mainly Bloodborne and certainly Dark Souls 3 where I've really got into that proper I didn't do any in uh, Dark Souls 2 whatsoever um just it just never really captured me but but Dark Souls 3 did I've done did loads of it yeah absolutely loads and then Bloodborne as well I really enjoyed that I know lots of people didn't like the PVP because you had the blood vials to fall back on and it was but I liked that it was like long drawn out fights you know where the, the tension was high throughout the whole thing I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I liked Bloodborne PvP like when I first played it, but then like the lag uh, just ah, this it just killed me. Like it was just yeah. like like you said, like those long drawn out fights. Like I, I don't mind those, but I mind I don't mm. like I don't want to go through twenty vials of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just I, you know yeah, I would just yeah, want to yeah. get the fight. Like yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. if we're gonna have a long drawn out fight, let's do it because we're not hitting each other. Like not because we're constantly healing. Yes, yeah, I can appreciate that. that is not everybody's cup of tea because it, it can, especially if the fight isn't particularly fun, but yet you're keeping alive by the fact that you have got healing items, so it kind of draws it out longer than it should be, really. 
Um, yeah, I can see how it's not quite ideal. But then I think it works well in Dark Souls. I like how you get a, like um, an Estus Blast back when you kill someone. Because um, obviously there's sometimes these huge group mashes where there feels like about 20 <laughs> people in there. And it's nice that the chaos can sort of continue and other people then get pulled in on top of a brawl that's already going. And it just, yeah, some of the chaos in the Dark Souls 3 PvP has been unreal. Like where you'll get like two reds and a blue and then the host and like a white and you're just all in the water amongst the crabs fighting it's just mad. yeah it's so much fun like I, I the pvp is i just mm. in dark souls 3 is just great like i i, I played a lot of it in dark souls mm. 2 <clears throat> and um like there was a real fun mm. bug in dark souls 2 where if you had the uh bat staff i don't know if you ever saw that it was like a sorcery mm. staff um and you cast uh yeah dark fog which was like the poison cloud yeah. like it, it was an instant proc like yeah. it wouldn't even take any time because the bat staff had like poison damage and I guess that added to the poison damage from the cloud so like you could and not only that but it would do it through walls so <laughs> yeah so there, there's some fun stuff you could do but uh, something about Dark Souls 3 man it just feels a lot like Dark Souls 1 and I, I really really love it so yes yeah I think that there's a, there's a weird thing in Dark Souls 2's combat where it feels mark, markedly different from 1 and 3 and I don't I can't I I've tried to put it into words before and I can't, but the combat feels weird. Like it does it just doesn't feel as I don't know. I can't put my finger. So on so it. here's my th- I mean? here's my theory on this, and um, I'm sure people like at home are rolling their eyes because I think I've said this like eight million times. But my theory on this is that um, in Dark Souls two they moved to actual motion capture for the animations, and I feel like right. um, when they were like having a dude he was probably holding like a giant styrofoam sword and like swinging around so they can capture mm. the motion for, to put it in the game and I really feel like that comes through yeah. in like that the weapons don't really feel like they have any weight whatsoever like when you swing a giant yes. sword like you yeah. kind of feel in Dark Souls 2 you kind of feel like you're just swinging like a like a stick like nothing nothing's really there yes um, and I, I feel like in Dark Souls yeah. 1 that like when you when you swing a club and you hit somebody it's like a thonk like you feel like you were <laughs> like you kind of yes, feel a weight yeah. behind it and um yes that's yeah, exactly that's one of the that. reasons say what you want about dark souls 2 and i I'm, I'm, i like dark souls 2 i have hundreds of hours in that game but like that's one of the mm. reasons i don't like the gameplay yes. as much as the other games is, is exactly that like the weapons mm. just don't feel you said it before like you would play yeah. dark souls mm-hmm. 2 and then you went back to dark souls 1 and it just felt right like that that is exactly like i didn't say it at the time but yes absolutely i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah and it's hard to i've I've tried to explain it before uh, and even now that i'm sort of i've sort of re fell in love with dark souls 2 again with with the scholar edition and all the and all the dlc but it's still even when i'm enjoying it it feels even like you know it's not just the weapon movement and the weapon connects but it's just the movement through the world and the roles i mean that sounds really like ultra geeky but there's something doesn't feel as nice <laughs> as like one and three manages to do it's, it's it's odd like something was different there like you've said it is it is different what they did to capture hey it, gav so i don't i don't want to i don't want to burst your bubble be... or anything but uh when you say it feels ultra geeky like you're on a podcast where dudes talk about dark souls <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we're 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 <laughs> over the line the as far as geeky goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i don't think i'm <laughs> Well, man, thank you uh, so much. I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming on and spending the time with me and uh, and talking with me. This is, this has I'm been a great sure. episode. Been You've been a, a great guest. Thanks. Do you want to um, tell thank everyone you. at home where they can find you on the internet and all of your your various activities? They can find me at tight to the nail on Twitter. Um, if you want to hear me talk about Dark Souls most of the time or screenshots of The Witcher at the minute, if you're interested in that, <laughs> come and join in because that's pretty much all I'm doing. Um, and then if you go to um, Oh my god, I've actually forgot the URL to what you died is. I think it's you died.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, it is. I looked it up before the show. It's you died.co.uk. It's terrible. <laughs> and like I said, I don't really, I don't really have much to do with it at the minute. Anyway, so, um, but that's where sort of uh, me and my friend Gav we, we sporadically post stuff about video games. He does a lot more than I do, and he looks after the Twitter as well. So he's kind of like the custodian, and I'm like, like, uh, I don't know, like the guy who shows up every now and then. And, Gets involved when he's popular. Are you uh, are you the yeah, crazy the uncle from there. Christmas Vacation? Is that is that basically your you just show yes. up in the RV every once in a yeah, while? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's it yeah and remember the party and then leave again <laughs> but uh, yeah you, you can find us there uh, and that's where, that's where we'll be excellent um, and as always I've been your host Jeremy Greer you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer you can find this podcast at DGUS Podcast um, if you want to come on and tell your own soul story send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com and we can get that conversation started thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode <laughs>